there are actually nine energy centers in the body of human design. Okay. And the sacral center is the biggest motor center in the body. So that's where the energy is kind of created in, you know, in human design. So if you have a defined sacral center, meaning that it's colored in on your chart, that means that you are an energy being. You create energy for everyone else to use. Hello, you beautiful soul, and welcome to the Evolve with Evelyn podcast, where we break through all the fears, obstacles, and limiting beliefs that are holding you back from the life, relationships, and business or career you desire. I am your host, Evelyn Huynh, founder of Evolve and Unite Coaching Institute, speaker and transformational life coach specializing in inner child and generational trauma healing. Join me each week to heal and strengthen the relationship with yourself and activate your authentic voice so that you can evolve mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. Hello, you beautiful soul. So this is episode five, and I'm so excited for this episode because we have our first guest on, Miss Ebony Hardiman. And I'm really excited about this episode because I just had my first ever human design reading. Well, that's a lie. I've had multiple human design readings, but this was the most in-depth human design reading that I've ever had in my entire life. And it was with Miss Ebony Hardiman, who I had actually met at the Release and Ignite retreat that Annie and I hosted in San Diego last month. So Ebony, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. Can you just introduce yourselves and ourselves, introduce yourself and let the listeners know who you are, what you do in the whole shabbat. Thank you so much for having me, Evelyn. This is, this is amazing. Um, I am a human design coach. My name is Ebony Hardiman. And basically I help women, specifically women, learn how to live in flow and in alignment with their specific human design. And the reason I love this system so much is because there's so much depth and there's really practical applications, even though it's a spiritual system, there's practical applications for every area of your life. And I specifically focus on the body, mind, and soul. I love that so much. And I feel like a lot of us, especially in the entrepreneur space, whether you're in the entrepreneur space or not, I think we've heard about what human design is and you'll hear people say, oh, I'm a generator. I'm a manifesting generator. I'm a six, two. And all these like terms and words kind of get thrown out. And I think it can get really confusing for a lot of people. So in the easiest way, I guess, how would you break it down to someone who is new to human design, who might get a little bit overwhelmed by these terms or maybe look at their chart and go, holy shit, this makes no sense. This is a completely different language, which is kind of where I was. Yeah, so it's definitely a very complex system. I I, I definitely will say Um, it takes from a lot of different systems like the Kabbalah, the Tree of Life, the the chakra system, Western astrology, the I Ching. So basically, if I had to sum it up really quick, human design is a spiritual system that gives you general guidelines for how you're best meant to operate in the world. That's Mm. making decisions, how you're meant to expend your physical and mental energy when you're, you know, supposed to deal with other people, things like that. And honestly, for the beginners, like the people who are just diving into human design, what I would recommend for them to focus on is mastering their energy type, which is, you know, the generator, uh, manifesting generator, projector, reflector, and manifester mastering your energy type and mastering your authority. Those Mm -hmm. are the big hitters when it comes to human design. It's not the whole thing, but a lot of the rest of your chart is going to be determined by your energy type and your authority. So really getting a handle on those two elements will set you up immensely when it comes to working through the rest of your chart. Oh, I love that. So there's so many questions that I have, but the first one that really comes to mind is 
what brought you into this work? Because you and I are very similar in the sense that we have certifications up the hoo-ha and we will get certified in anything and everything, anything that excites us. And as excited as I am about human design, and I think it has absolutely changed my life in so many ways, like on my call with you yesterday, I could feel the energetic shift happening through my body. It was literally like an out-of-body experience. It was so wild. Like everything in my life felt like it started to kind of click together and click in. And, and I just understood myself on a completely different level, but I have no desire to go through a course on human design and really understand the ins and outs of it. So what brought you to wanting to become a human design coach? Because it's pretty complex. Yes, it is. And I didn't see, I didn't know how complex it was before I dove into it. So I think that's part of the reason why I actually ended up diving into it. Cause I didn't know. And then when I got in, I was like, well, shoot, I'm, I'm here already. So we might as well just, we're just going to do it. Um, so when I first, I didn't know anything about human design up until like eight months ago, I right. was completely new to human design. And I was actually working with a business coach because I was really trying to get my business off the ground. I've been a coach for about two years and I've just been like kind of moving back and forth between you know, food and body and, and self-love and spiritual mentoring. And I was just like, I have all of these things that I want to do that I want to help people with. And I couldn't quite figure out how to put them all like into one kind of thing to help people with. And I was like this, I don't, I don't know what to do. So I was working with this coach and she, in our call, she would all be like, Oh, I'm a reflector. Blah, 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 blah. I'm a reflector. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, what does, could you, can we just pause? What the heck does that mean? Like when you, what is that? She was like, Oh, human design you never heard of human design oh my god what have you been doing where have you been living like, where's the rock that you crawl out from under I'm like uh I, I don't know what this is I have no idea what that is she was like well you should figure out what your energy type is because that might be helpful for you in you know your business stuff and I was like okay you know I'm a certified astrologer <laughs> so anything that has to do with the time I was born I'm instantly going to have some kind of affinity with so I looked it up found out that I was a manifesting generator, found out that manifesting generators are the people who love to do all the things. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so um, this is definitely me. And then the once I started to dive into my chart, I was like, oh my God, this literally gives me such a strong blueprint for how I'm supposed to run my business, how I'm supposed to deal with my energy, what kind of products and offers that I should be putting out it's like literally all there kind of laid out. And I was like, this is crazy. Why are more people not like, why don't people know about this? So then I was like, well, that's it. I'm just going to go ahead and uh, get certified in this too, because you know, why not? Oh my goodness. I love that. I have done so many different personality tests and types and, you know, I'm a protagonist and, or all these different little things. And Yeah. By the way, if you guys are listening, she barely even scratched the surface on all the things that she's certified in. So I love how she just like, you just naturally put in, I'm just certified in astrology. And then throughout this episode, you're probably going to hear, oh, I'm certified in 980, 11 things else. (laughs) But when, for the person who's listening right now, who is like, okay, I'm kind of like on the fence about wanting to do a human design reading, but I don't know if it's worth it. Like, how is it actually going to benefit me? There's like a million and one different personality types out there. Blah, 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 blah. What would you say to that? I would say that nothing is required of you. I understand human design as a system and I understand it's worth because I've actually experienced it. Like I've like, Evelyn said, you felt the shift. I felt the shift too. When I first started, I was like, oh my God, this is me. Like it was, it was a form of validation Mm. because like my entire life, even when I was a kid, I thought something was wrong with me because I would want to do all of these things. And sometimes I wouldn't finish them. So I, I kind of built up this reputation of being, you know, the flaky one or the flighty one who just kind of jumps from thing to thing to thing. So when I looked at that and I read, you know, about what my energy type is and how I meant to operate, I was like, there's nothing wrong with me. This is how I am meant to express myself, how I am meant to operate. Are there things that I need to work on? So I'm not, you know, dropping things 
you know, all over the place and kind of letting people down. Sure. But at the core of what I feel is right for me to do, I'm not actually broken. Mm. And when I started giving readings to people, that is what I kept hearing. Oh my God. I, I knew it already, but to hear it, it's like, it's validating. Like I am doing it right. Even though society is telling me that I should be doing it a different way or that this, you know, this isn't really how things go. So for the people who are like on the fence, I would just say it couldn't hurt to get a reading. Mm. You really, you don't have to take it as gospel. You shouldn't take it as gospel. This is a spiritual system. It's not backed by science. (laughs) You know, nobody is researching this, you know, but it has the ability to provide a sense of validation that I have not experienced with any other system that I've worked with. Oh, I can preach to that. Like I said, (laughs) I've done all these different testings or personality testings. And there's some where I'm like, okay, I can kind of see that, but I didn't resonate with it wholeheartedly. Like what's that? The Enneagram. I am. That's not something that I totally resonate with when I'm meeting people and they're like, Hey, I'm a seven. And I'm like, I'm a three. And I don't even know what I am because I don't resonate with it. But human design, I feel like was one of the very first ones where every single thing that came out of your word, when you were doing my reading, I was like, holy shit. Like at some points I was like, I can't breathe right now. Like this is actually insane. Like you're describing my entire life and what you said with the whole, not like feeling I'm not broken piece. I think one of the biggest, biggest breakthroughs that I had yesterday out of the many hundreds that probably came was when you really broke down me being a six, two. And before we kind of go into that, can you just break down what even Cause some people are like, what, a five, two, a six, two, or some, some, what is that? And if someone were to look at their chart, what does that represent? Yeah. So your six, two is what we call in human design, your profile and your profile. Basically it's, it's about your karma in this life. So whether you're meant to focus on your personal growth or the personal growth or the growth of the collective, how you learn. Mm-hmm. and how you're meant to share the things that you know. Mm. So there's the lower trigram, which is numbers one through three, and then the upper trigram, which is numbers four through six. Mm-hmm. Normally, you'll have a smaller number and a larger number. Some people actually have you know, two smaller numbers, which is a lower, two lower trigram numbers, or two upper number trigrams. But generally, you know, you'll have a, a smaller number and a larger number. Mm-hmm. And it's they, they work together. So how you learn, how you take in and digest information, and then how you're able to synthesize that information and share it with other people is basically the bulk of what your profile tells you. And with you, Evelyn, <laughs> you're a six two, which means you are a role model and you're also a hermit. So, <laughs> which sounds bad, but it's, it's really actually so interesting. You are meant to experience things and experiment with things and then take the wisdom that you gain from those experiences and synthesize it and then share it with other people. Show them what you have learned through your own experiences, mm-hmm. which you're already doing, you know, through Instagram and through, you know, inner child work and your now your podcast. And then your two line, you're a hermit, which means you need a lot of alone time to actually process that information. So before you go off and share it, you actually need to take some time to yourself. Like, okay, wait, what the hell just happened? (laughs) What, what did I learn from this? And then you go out and share it with the world and completely like looking at your chart was ridiculous because there's, you are basically meant to change the entire world, which is insane because I like know you personally, like we text each other. I'm like, this is, oh my God, I'm so excited because I know what you are capable of because I've seen your chart. Like I've seen your innards and it's just like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you. Oh my God. Girl, I'm like interviewing you and you're making me (laughs) feel all the gushy vibes on here. Thank you for that. So Oh, just, I'm feeling all the warm fuzzies. Um, So thank you. Thank you for that reflection. And also like the hermit piece, I think that was really huge because as I shared with you, and I haven't actually really shared this super publicly because I think there's still parts of me that are still healing from it, but there is a lot of friendship wounds, sister wounds. You know, some of my biggest trust wounds happened when I was 
a child and getting backstabbed by quote unquote best friends. And it's been really hard for me to trust people. And then I lived this story that I was this extrovert, right? Like always needing to be around other people. And then as I've gone older and stepped more into personal development and healing, I'm recognizing that I'm more of an introvert, but it's almost like I labeled myself as this extrovert that I'm almost like, am I a fraud for like now switching and saying that I'm more of an introvert? And so when you said that I'm a hermit, I was like, holy shit, like my life makes so much more sense now. And, you know, I always have compared myself to all these other people who, you know, I go to their weddings and their entire bridal party are their friends from college or their friends from like high school. And I'm like, I don't fucking talk to a single person from grade school. I have like one friend from college who lives on the other side of the world. And we like talk once in a blue moon. And sometimes I just feel really lonely. I'm like, did I do this to myself? Did I screw myself over? Am I I know that through some childhood wounds that I'm sabotaging my relationships, but I think it's also was so liberating hearing you read my chart because I recognize that I am meant to spend time alone. And that's actually where I do get my feel from. And it's funny because one thing that you said that really hit me hard was you're like, maybe you just need to find other hermits. And I feel like when I really think about a lot of the close relationships in my life, even though we don't talk every single day and maybe we're not as close as we once were, we're still close. And they are also like hermits, like Annie, you know, uh, that I yeah. did the retreat with, like she's a six, two also, she's also a hermit. So it's just really funny, like really understanding yourself on that level. And a question that I had for you that comes up is you went through one of my inner child healing trainings and you know, that that's my main thing. And it's funny because as we're going through my reading, I started making a lot of parallels between my design and also how some of my childhood wounds have manifested. So after going through the inner child training, do you, as this human design coach and expert, do you see parallels? Do you, like, how do you feel like your design can impact or correlate with your childhood wounds? Oh, so I know it's a loaded <laughs> question. I know it's a loaded question. <laughs> yes. And it's so funny because at the retreat, I'd done uh, inner child work before. Like my coaching certification had an inner child component. So I was like, okay, you know what? I got this. I've done the inner child work. I'm good. Me and my inner child, you know, we cool. We hang out. And as I was, you know, sitting there going through the training, I had a moment and I was like, oh, shoot, dang it. Something I have not worked through literally came up during the training and it was about my dad. My dad is, bless his heart. I love him to death, but he is, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, work hard, do what you're supposed to do, get a good job, go to school, you know, that kind of thing. And I being a... (laughs) a three, five manifesting generator. It was so hard for him because can you, before you go into that, sorry to interrupt you before you go into that, for the people who are listening, like three, five manifesting generator, Kate, this is a completely different language. Can you just break that down for a second so that they can make some connections when you go into talking about your dad? Also it's 11, 11 right now. So I feel like universe and spirits, like we're on a ball and on a game here. I, okay, so manifesting generators as an energy type, we are very non-linear type of, of people. We like to do all the things, but we don't always like to do all the things in the traditional like pattern. Like okay. some people would go to school, they would do K through 12, they would do college, they would do, you know, masters, da, da, da. For us, we're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to do this. But you know what? Instead of doing this, I'm going to go over here and do this instead. And then my, maybe I'll come back over here and do this. And, and oh, you know what? I think I'll do that. So that's kind of like, I just kind of like bounced around from the thing that was dance and then there was gymnastics and then there was, oh, I wanted to uh, um, do it, be an astrologer. So I'm a certified astrologer and do yoga and, oh, maybe I'll try out, you know, some tantra, you know? So that's always how I've been kind of, that's always how I've kind of been, is just kind of bouncing around from thing to thing. I'm also a three, five. So I like to experiment with things. I like to do a lot of trial and error. I don't do a lot of research on things beforehand. I see something I like, I jump into it and we see if it works. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, we try something else. And I'm very rebellious. I don't really like 
being told what to do mm. and being put into a box, it makes me very uncomfortable. And my father loves his boxes. So I'm so wait, 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 wait. I love this. I love this conversation. So with the three, five, just, you know, breaking it down, what's the three and what's the five in your profile? Because I feel like there's going to be some people who are listening who are like, oh my God, I'm six, two, just like Evelyn or, oh my God, I'm manifesting generator three, five, like Ebony. Yeah. So the three is the martyr or the priest. So the threes are the ones that love experimentation. They okay. love trial and error. They, they like to experience what works and what doesn't rather than researching about it. Okay. So we love to jump into the thing head first. Like, let's just go and we'll see, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then the fives are the heretics and the messengers. They solve problems, but they don't solve them in traditional ways. They're, they have, they come up with very creative solutions to problems. And people are usually like, are, I cannot believe that worked. Like, are you serious? You pulled mm-hmm. this out of your butt. And it worked. Like, who does that? So that's that's the breakdown of my profile. And I'm a three five, Got along it. with being a manifesting generator. So, no tradition, nothing traditional about me. <laughs> okay, awesome. And my poor, poor father just was not prepared for it. <laughs> and I remember a specific example when we were at a McDonald's, and this came like as I'm listening to you with the human child, the the human child. <laughs> <laughs> The inner child uh, training, I'm listening to you. And this scene is playing in my head. I was at McDonald's. I was playing in the little, the jungle gym thing. And he either went outside or walked down the street to take, I don't know what, where he went, but he was gone. He, he left. I thought he left me. The McDonald's was only like a five minute walk from my house. Like I knew where I was. I knew where my house was. I'm like, okay, well, I'm bored now. I want to go home. So I began to walk home because like I knew where my home was. I knew where the McDonald's was. I was like, I'll be fine. And my father saw that I was gone from the McDonald's and found me on the way home. I was literally about to like go into the house and he was so upset. Uh, I got in trouble, like really, really bad trouble. And I realized that that moment stuck with me and it has stuck with me throughout all these years. I'm 28 now. I want to say that happened when I was like six or seven. Wow. And as this scene is playing in my head, as you're talking at when we're at the retreat, I'm like, I have never felt like I could do anything right for him. Even mm. when I was doing the right thing, like I was going home, which, you know, yeah. like I knew where I was going, but for him, he didn't see it that way. He didn't see it as me taking initiative or me you know, being independent as a child. He saw that as a disobeying an order, as, you know, just, you know, being rebellious and not listening to instructions. And I was like, but I did the right thing. Like I, w- I was going the right way. Why am I getting in trouble for this? And every interaction that we've had since then, there has been a kernel of that belief within me. Like no matter what I do, even if it's the right thing, it's not going to be right in your eyes. Mm. So I'm sitting at the retreat, listening to you talk. And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) My daddy doesn't love me. (laughs) And it was, oh my God. Cause I thought I had done the work. Like I thought I was good. And my inner child was like, ha, you thought. Oh my God. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I know that that's obviously not easy because this has been something pretty recent, like less than a month ago that I remember, I remember sitting there doing this presentation. I look over and your face is just like her eyeballs, guys. If you could just visualize this right now, like maybe go on her Instagram and then just find her, her eyeballs were open wide. And I don't even know what was happening, but I was like, I need to continue on with this conversation. I mean, this training. And then at the very end, we had a conversation. She's like, something came up and I was like, wow. And we never really had a chance to to talk about it because we had so many other events going on. But I just want to say thank you for sharing because there's so many of us that feel the exact same way. Right. And it's hard because as a child, like before the age of seven, we're a walking subconscious mind. And so we're, when we're in this egocentric phase of our life, we can't think outside of the box. Like we don't know how to put ourselves in other people's shoes. It's only like, I did this, I got in trouble for it. So it's my fault. 
So then we start internalizing it as our fault. So tell me if I'm on the ball here, if I'm completely off, do you feel like going into maybe adulthood or even conversations with your dad, there's almost a part of you that's like, well, there's no point in trying or because he's going to disapprove of me anyways, or, you know, it's almost like we, we manifest because it's already in your mind, your belief that like, they're going to disapprove me or they're going to have something bad to say about it. So then you kind of almost like don't try as hard or you self-sabotage in some ways. Yes, absolutely. And that's, that actually came up recently because I was talking to my sister yeah, And she was like, oh, you know, dad's mad because you never call him. I'm like, I don't call him because every time I call him, he has something to say about something I'm doing. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Am I speaking that into it? Oh, my God. Is that an inner child wound coming up? Wait a minute. Am I speaking this into existence? What's happening? It's <laughs> and it's like even it still affects me to this day. Like when I decided to go into my master's program to get my master's in marriage and family therapy, which I'm doing right now. I was so excited. I was like, yes, he loves school. He loves getting degrees. So I'm like, he's, he's totally going to love this. He's going to love me for this. He is. And then I told me, he was like, oh, you want to be a shrink? And I was like, oh, great, great, great. (laughs) Still can't do anything right. Thanks, dad. (laughs) Oh, that's so relatable. And it's like so hard because as children, we just want to be approved and loved by our parents so badly and yeah. then by doing that, and let me know if you're, if you feel like this, I feel like for those of us who grew up with very strict parents or parents who needed things to be a certain way, which is also where perfectionism comes into play, oh. then we end up doing the things that we feel like our parents would approve of and running more further away from us and our authentic selves and what we actually want to do. Absolutely. For sure. And so how do you, going back to the question that I had before, have you noticed some, like, how do you see the parallels between human design and childhood wounds? I, and it's so funny because the biggest, what's interesting for me is that the biggest parts of our design are usually the parts where we feel wounded the most. Like for Mm -hmm. me, it was like manifesting generators wanting to do all the things wanting to do all the things is part of what my dad disliked the most about me as a kid like the fact that I couldn't stay committed to one thing and that was really really hard and I have a projector I have so many projectors in my family it's crazy and projectors are not energy beings they don't have the capacity like the physical capacity to work hours and hours and hours on end. They have about two to four hours where they can like work and then they need to rest. They need to recharge. And my cousin's like, I have always, like my, my dad would always call me lazy. He would always call me unmotivated because like I wouldn't want to do the things that he wants to do like all day. Like he'd want to go and spend all day at the batting cages or he'd want me to, you know, spend eight hours at this job and doing this manual labor. And I just can't do it. Like I physically feel like I can't do it. So growing up, my dad always called me lazy or motivated or how I wasn't going to be successful because I couldn't do the work. And I was like, that is a really big part of your design is, you know, taking that time to rest and recharge because you don't have those huge doors of energy. And that's where a lot of your wounding is coming from. So as I start, as I do more and more readings, it becomes so clear to me how the biggest parts of our design are where we experience the most wounding, especially in childhood, and especially with generators in particular. Because (laughs) for you guys, for generators, you have to be excited by what you're doing. What you're doing has to excite you, or you are going to get drained so, so quickly. And when you're a kid, people want you to do things because you have to do them. It doesn't matter if they excite you. It doesn't matter if you love to do it or not. You need to do this math homework because the teacher gave it to you and because I said so. So it's really, really hard for generators as kids because you only want to do the things that excite you, but no one lets you do the things that excite you because there's things you have to do. There's a, you know, a, a, a way that things work in society, in school or whatever, and you have to do them because you're a kid. And that's really, really hard for generator kids. Oh my God. You're like, I'm like getting emotional right now. Like as a generator, that's what I'm starting to find more and more in my, oh, 
in my entrepreneurial career, I'm like, I'm getting choked up. Um, is that like, if I don't do the things that don't light me up, I'm like drained. And that's what something that you yep. shared with me yesterday. And as a child, cause that's, it's funny. Cause when you're talking about this, I'm like, Evelyn, I feel like you're kind of manifesting generator, but it makes sense because for me, I did all the things, but I didn't stick with it because it didn't excite me. So rather than Evelyn doing five things at the same time, it was like, my parents put me in piano. Nope. It was not fun. Okay. Took me out, put me in ballet. I hated ballet. It was so slow. Okay. Let's put me in jazz. (laughs) And that was like a wound that I had for so long in my life. Ebony was you never stick with anything. And then when I got into adulthood and in my business, I had a coach tell me that I had shiny object syndrome. And, (laughs) and then I was like, oh my God, like I'm wishy-washy. And then as I started learning about this stuff, you know, it's hard when you live your entire life with a story. Like my story is that I, I don't ever finish anything. What was your story? My story was that I'm flaky. Mm. I want to do all the things and most things I'll finish, but the things that I don't want to finish, I, I don't finish. So yeah. I want to do a lot of things that don't relate to each other and just randomly kind of bounce around between them instead of just, you know, sticking on the linear path. Yeah. So, so yours is flaky. Mine was you never finish anything. And these stories stick with us our entire lives. And if we've had years and years of conditioning and programming, there's no wonder why in, in adulthood, that it takes a lot more than just one reading or one scenario to to change that. Like you're having all those years spent programming that belief in, we got to deprogram that. So, oh, this is like getting me so excited. So to kind of for the listeners, what would you say are the main energy types? And could you, I know that you already mentioned a couple of them, but can you kind of give us a brief overview and the main differences between them so that, you know, if someone was just like, oh, I know I'm an X, Y, and Z, but I don't yeah. know anything about it. Yeah. So I actually did a video of this. I, I, wow. I can't speak. I actually did a video on this for my YouTube channel the other day. So I have like everything lined up in my head, which what? is great. So <laughs> you have generators, which are the most common energy type. And the big thing about generators is that you are meant to do what lights you up. Your job is to lift others around you up, but you're meant to do it in the way that excites you. Mm -hmm. You're not meant to do the things that other people want you to do. You're meant to do the things things that light you up. And when you do something that excites you, when a generator is in their element and they're doing something that excites them and lights them up, they create, they generate energy from their sacral center that they can then push out and everyone around them gets to use that energy because it's just like they're they're kind of like the batteries of human design mm. they power the entire world so they're kind of a big deal which is why there's so many <laughs> um and then and you have what's sacral for the people who are like very like i don't know anything about this don't know the chakra systems none of that so totally got it on the generators. They're the battery, the generators of the group. And then you said ruled by sacral. Yes. So I mentioned before that human design takes from the chakra system. Mm-hmm. So there are actually nine energy centers in the body of human design. Okay. And the sacral center is the biggest motor center in the body. So that's where the energy is kind of created in, you know, in human design. So if you have a defined sacral center, meaning that it's colored in on your chart, that means that you are an energy being. You create energy for everyone else to use. Mm. Got it. And if you have your sacral center defined, you are either a generator or a manifesting generator. Those are the only two energy types with a defined sacral center. Awesome. By the way, if any of y'all have any questions after this, you can either just message Ebony. I'll leave her all the links, but I'm trying to just ask her all the, you know, tiny little questions that I think that you would have, but this stuff is so complex that yeah, if you have any questions, totally just message her after you listen to this podcast. Okay. Continuing on. Sorry for interrupting. So we, after generators, we have manifesting generators, which are the second most common energy type. And manifesting generators, their job is to show people what is possible when you allow yourself to be authentically who you are. Mm. Just like generators, they have their sacral center defined and they're meant to follow what excites them. And when they do, they generate that energy. However, 
while a generator might find, you know, one or two things that excite them. Manifesting generators usually have like five different hobbies, <laughs> three different businesses that they're trying to start, you know, like they're, they're, they have their hands in a lot of different pots at once. Mm-hmm. And they're actually a hybrid of manifestors and generators. Right. So there's a little bit of each, like even though they have to follow things that excite them, they also kind of have that urge to start new things every now and then. So that's, it's, it's a delicate balance with being a manifesting generator because you want to do all the things, but you might not have consistent energy to do all of the things. So you might not, you know, finish all of the things, even though you really want to. So it's, it, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a dance being a manifesting generator, I will say. <laughs> <laughs> so then after manifesting generators, you have projectors. Projectors are the seers. They are the guides of society. They will read your entire life. Projectors see people very, very clearly. They can tell you, you know, what you're doing wrong, what you need to improve upon, what you're doing great, what you need to fix. They see it all and their job is to guide society. But a big part of their design is also finding their zone of genius. That Mm. thing that they are naturally good at, they naturally kind of gravitate towards finding that and really honing it, taking deliberate time every single day and honing that thing that they're good at. Like my cousin, who's a projector is a dating coach and she is great at that. But every single day she sits down, she finds a book or she, you know, finds a course or a podcast and she is honing her craft. And that's a big part of what projectors need to do. Um, What do you find, sorry, what do you find projectors struggle with most with their energy type if people are not aware of it? Ooh, initiating things. Ooh, okay. Because projectors see people so clearly, they want to help. They have this innate desire to help you improve because they want you to, they want you to be great. But the problem is when someone sees you that clearly and they start to tell you about your life before you have energetically invited them to do so, (laughs) it's jarring. And then, you know, you get projectors who are then called, oh, you're a know-it-all or you're bossy or, you know, you're always in somebody else's business. Oh my God, those are childhood wounds. But I just want to help you. Like, did I lie? Did I lie? Did I lie? No, you didn't but they weren't ready to hear what you had to say because you did not wait for them to energetically invite you to tell them about themselves. Oh my God. It's so crazy. As you're sharing all these with me, I can see all the childhood wounds that they have probably experienced as a child. Like even just like the, you're so bossy, you're a know-it-all. And it's like, they do know it all, but they just might not have been invited to to share. Right. Oh, Oh my God. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Sorry. I just needed to ask that. Yes. Um, So after projectors, we have manifestors. Manifestors are the fire starters, the trendsetters. Mm. They have this like direct kind of line to the universe and they get these intuitive hits to just start things like movements, businesses, charities. And like, they're like, oh, I would love to start that. I'm going to start that. Yep, that's what it is. But the thing about manifestors is that they have this huge aura. They have, they're so energetically big and it, it repels people. Like the people who are meant to be in their lives, who are meant to help them bring things into reality will automatically be drawn to them. And the people who are repelled by them will not like them at all. When it comes to a manifester and sometimes manifesting generators, you either like them or you don't. <laughs> You're either drawn to them or you are repelled by them. So a lot of manifestors will fall into the trap of like trying to play small or trying to shrink themselves in order to get people to like them. Because if you're a manifestor as a kid and you just want to, like you want to start a game of hopscotch or you want to, you want to start a, a, I don't know, book club, what are kids doing nowadays? (laughs) You want to start a book club and two people come and the rest of the class, the 28 kids in the class are like, no, I don't like you. And it's just like, oh, well, that's, that doesn't make me feel very good, you know, but they're meant to be that big because the people who are meant to help them will be drawn to him, drawn to them. And the people that aren't won't, but as a kid, you don't know that, like, you don't understand that. (laughs) Like that's not, you know, 
So a lot of deconditioning that manifestors have to go to go through is allowing themselves to be big, allowing their aura to just do what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so after manifestors, you have reflectors. Reflectors are the unicorns. Refle- <laughs> reflectors are about 1% of the population. So what they do is mirror what is going on with you internally. So like reflectors make really good therapists, counselors, like working one-on-one with people Mm -hmm. is great for them, but they can also do like group work. They can reflect to a bunch of people at one time. So they're able to take in energy, take in feelings, take in information, and then show you what is going on with you inside. Okay. which is, and they're able to help you kind of work through the inner things because they can see it. Like the things that you're struggling with internally, they feel it and they see it, which is why they're so great at kind of helping you navigate those feelings because they, they're feeling it with you. And that's, that's what they're meant to do. They're meant to reflect. They're meant to show us what we need to improve upon, what we need to do internally for ourselves. So if you were going to like compare projectors and reflectors, one is more of an external and one is more internal. Right. And for reflectors, they need a lot of alone time. They need a lot of alone time because they're constantly taking in things. They need time to just come back to neutral, like come back to who they are. And for a lot of kids, this could be like, oh, she's antisocial. Oh, she doesn't like people. Oh, she's really like, oh, she's really emotional. Oh, she's really mopey. Like when she gets around a lot of people, she just kind of like shrinks into the corner. And it's, it's, that's just, that's how they're meant to work. They take everything in and they reflect it, but they also need time to themselves to like get all the energy that isn't theirs out of their system. Dude, it's so crazy because as you're sharing this with me, like I feel like the words, I keep seeing this visual, like imagine what the world would look like if along with your birth certificate, doctors told parents, hey, this is Ebony Hardiman born on this day. She is a manifesting generator and literally gave like a welcome packet to the parents. Like this is how you interact with them. Like, could you just imagine how much more problems would be absolved absolved is that the right word or like resolved Resolved? I don't even know dad I don't even fucking know um just like in the in the home life but also in school because I think so many of us we grow up feeling like we're not enough like nothing we do is good enough nothing we say nothing we dress nothing like how we act like we literally get bullied for the most minute things and it's so interesting because all the things that I support clients with now with helping them find their superpower and their x factor and what they came here on earth to do is exactly what you said. Their superpower is their main energy type. It's literally, it goes hand in hand with one another. So I I just, this is why I wanted you so badly to come onto the show because, and I wanted to interview you because I've heard so many people talk about human design in so many ways. And I think there's a million and one ways for people to explain and talk about anything, but the way that you do it and I'm like, if you are listening and, and you feel me on this, like, please go give Ebony some love. You infuse such a deep level of passion and like care and love and excitement into this topic. I feel like it's so parallel to like how I feel about inner child. Like people can talk about it, but when you like you make it so magnetizing and I love that you break it down so much to help people really understand the differences in it. And so I, you know, after having worked with you a little bit, meeting you at the retreat, like, I just want to take a second and just like applaud you for having gone into this field and you are doing such amazing work in this world. And I think every single person, if you're listening to this, I highly, 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 like without a shadow of a doubt, a 10 out of 10, a hundred out of 10 recommend booking a session with Ebony, because I have worked with so many mentors coaches, counselors, all these different things. And I feel like you helped me see myself in a light 
that I've never been able to see anywhere else. And you helped me break it down. And like, I'm someone who asks a million and one questions. Like as you guys are listening into my episodes, you're going to notice, like I'm, I do my best not to interrupt my guests and like them have their time to talk, but I need to ask questions to get clarity. And I also think a lot about what my, my clients or my audience or my listeners are going to want to ask, you know what I mean? So the fact that you gave me so much space to just be like, do you have any more questions? And I'm like, I got like one more. So like, yeah, whether you are a coach listening, a leader, a business owner, a mom, like, I don't care who you are, what you do, what age, race, gender, ethnicity, culture, religion, or background. I highly recommend every single person signing up for some sort of human design reading, because when you understand yourself on a deeper level, it helps you have so much more peace and compassion, love and respect for yourself, which is going to in turn, you know, simultaneously affect the way that you show up in the world, right? So many people are lacking confidence and courage. They think that the world is against them. They think that they think all these like self-deprecating thoughts about themselves. But when you understand what your human design is, like what you are put out into this world to be, it just helps you just understand I'm not broken. Like I don't need fixing. I just need to understand myself on a deeper level. So with that being said, Ebony, how does like, let's say if my name is Jenna and I'm listening and I'm like, holy shit, like this is lighting me the fuck up. I need to sign up for one of these sessions. Can you just tell the listeners of this show, what that process looks like, like where can they go to find you? What do you have available? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I do have Instagram, which is my primary mode of connecting with people. I love Instagram. Uh, I have a TikTok. It's, uh, I mean, I think I'm funny. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think my TikToks are funny. So I'm also on TikTok, um, design with Ebony on Instagram and TikTok. And I'm actually offering free alignment calls for like the next few weeks. I'm going to be doing free alignment sessions. So um, you fill out the form, which I have a link in my Instagram bio. You fill out the form, you talk about what are your goals for the next three months in terms of like body, mind, and soul. And then you put in your birth information and I look up your chart. We hop on a call and I give you practical tips, advice, things based on your human design chart on how you can start to reach those goals within the next three months. So literally I'm looking at your chart. I'm looking at what you say your goals are and I'm giving you actual elements from your chart and say, okay, well, you know, you have a nervous cognition, which means that when you need to take in um, food or, and information when you're in more of a busy environment. So maybe listening to music, maybe um, standing up and walking around while you're eating, um, being with, you know, more people would be better for you when you're eating or when you're taking in information, like actual elements, practical things that you can implement into your life to reach your goals. And those are going to be free um, for the next few weeks. I don't know. I want to see how they go first before I'm like, oh, I'm going to charge for this, but free alignment calls for the next few weeks. And the form is in my bio and we'll just book a call and we'll look at your chart and we'll get everything And what if I love that? And, you know, being having coached you at once, you know, I don't want you to be doing (laughs) this for free the rest of your life. But what about for like the person like me who's like maybe have dabbled into a little bit more or like I just want to hire you for a session? Like, what does your human design um, like coaching specifically look like? Well, I do offer three month human design coaching, which is the extended version of what an alignment call would be. We still focus on your goals for body, mind, and soul. Like, what do you want to accomplish in the next three months? And when you sign up for the three-month coaching, you do get a full human design reading. So I have three Mm -hmm. levels. I have an intro reading for like the people who are new and they just want to, you know, dip their toes in. I have a level one reading that has a little bit more information and then a level two reading, which has like all the rest of the information. So when you sign up for three-month coaching with me, you get a full reading right off the bat. And this gives us a really good roadmap of your design. So it's it's all the things. Um, you get bi-weekly calls with me. So we hop on a call and we talk about your goals, how things are going, if we need to switch some things up, if things mm. are working. 
you also get SOS calls with me, two SOS calls a month. So if you really just need to like talk and we're not in a week where you get a call with me, you get 20 minute SOS calls. Like I need you right now. You also get Voxer support Monday through Friday. And I respond within 24 hours. And so you constantly have that mm. the Voxer support. So if at any point you're like, Hey, I just, I need a pep talk or like, I need, I have a question. I need some advice you can message me on Voxer and, you know, we can kiki in there. And basically I walk you through your chart. I walk you through how you can live every single element of your human design chart and how you can apply that to reach your goals in three months. Ah, I'm so excited. So yeah, basically Ebony has different levels of investment, depending on where you're at, whether they're individual sessions or whether they're longer term coaching. So I just highly recommend reaching out to her, getting in on that alignment call and just chit-chatting and seeing what would be the best fit for you. But again, I say wholeheartedly, it has been one of the best sessions and readings that I've ever had in my entire life. So if you guys have any questions about it, then definitely DM me. But Ebony, thank you so much for giving us your time today and sharing your energy and expertise with the Evolve with Evelyn listeners and audience. The last question that I have for you is what is, what would you leave the listeners with? What is your one tip to help them evolve into their next level self? Follow what feels right. Mm like for me, human design felt right. For me, you know, astrology, tarot, yoga, all that felt right for me. Just because you're hearing it does not mean you have to follow it. If it doesn't feel right for you, don't do it. And that goes for anything. Like if you're at a job and you're like, this just doesn't feel right. Take steps to find what does feel right. Because we if any, if human design has taught me anything, we have the answers inside of us. We have it. We know what's right for us and what's not right for us. Stop second guessing yourself. Stop thinking that the answers come from somewhere external or from somewhere without of you. You have everything you need already in you. So that's, that's (laughs) drop. Thank you so much. I love you so much. I appreciate you. And thank you. Thank you you everyone for tuning in today. And uh, we will catch you on the next episode. Bye everyone. Bye.